I think that you noticed on the schedule that this is Baruch Hashem, the seminar number 20, etc. And as always, the Israel Zangazun gives me the covet to say the finishing words and the closing address of the Nila. I uh, usually try to summarize some of the things we had heard and try to put in some emotional ending. I feel today for the first time of these wonderful gatherings that it's completely unnecessary. I'm together of the Yehudu of the Kro. Kodesh Baruch should help that I shouldn't ruin the wonderful taste that we have from these three wonderful days. So I will try, I will change today the... <coughs> I mean, when most of you is the first time, so you don't... Uh, not familiar with what I'm exactly meaning, but I will just try to discuss <coughs> maybe one point which might be mistaif to several halakha lamaisa. A practical suggestion in bringing many of the wonderful ideas that we had heard these three wonderful days. I think many of us realize that there were many times that in our lives that we were excited. We had wonderful days and many times, many experiences of this Oedirus and of the Slivers when at the moment we held and we were sure that this would change us and this would make a major change in our life and in truth if our life does go along as Benetaria it is because of these wonderful experiences but usually this, the excitement of these wonderful experiences as days go by it becomes schwacher and that's why it was real in the end gave such wonderful suggestions of how to keep up this this excitement and the toelis of this of this seminar. I would like today, in these final words, to give also a suggestion, but I will elaborate not too long to explain the Indian. I will start off with an emotional story, and that's as much emotional as I'll be today, Bezrashe of the Chavetz Chaim and I would try to analyze the words which I had heard from Yerushal Chaim Kaplan I think many of you may have known him he was Odin Godel he was the Mashgiach in the the son of the Mashgiach of Yerucham I happen to have known him I was a, I was a young fellow but uh, he was me very much he used to, he used to take me to Nermosa with me and I once in a drasha heard a very famous story but he worded it I think in the exact words as the story happened. The way he told the story was that the Chavetz Chaim, Zechern Levrochen, the Greise Heilige Rebbe von Am Yisrael, the Chavetz Chaim, Zechern Levrochen, was not in Raden when I think many of us heard the story that his son had a young son who was Mamish Yokor Mikol Yokor. He was the Bavas Eina of the Chavetz Chaim. And parts of the Mishnah Bura he wrote together with him. And the Chavetz Chaim was not in Raden when this Bokhar was Shavat Chaim Lechol Chai. He left life for all of us. And the Chavetz Chaim was not in Raden. And there were several wonderful, extremely beautiful memories that the Chavetz Chaim had said at this occasion. But what I heard from the Bishal Chaim Zechel Vrecha was when the Chavetz Chaim arrived in Raden, it was right after the Levite. Mamash after the Kvur, and the people were still gathered, and he came Mamash after the Levite. And he asked them to stay, and he wanted to say a few words. And what he had said was as follows. He said there was a story in the time of the Inquisitions. There was a mother who was an Amona, and she had a Ben Yochim. 
we could imagine an Amona with a Ben Yochit. This was her life. This was all she had in life. And Islam, this Ben Yochit in those terrible times, was killed. And when this happened, she said as follows. She said as follows. This is the Chobos Chaim said. She said, I must say vidui and confess to you that when my child was living, there was place in my heart for love to my child. And because of that, my heart was not complete in the love to you, HaKadosh Baruch. But now, when the Ashgocha came about, that my child was taken away and he's not living anymore, now my heart is complete in my love to HaKadosh Baruch. This is the words that the Chavetz Chaim said over from this unimaginable Sadekis, this mother in such a terrible time. And the Chavetz Chaim continued and said, when my son was living, there was a place in my heart for love to my son. And now I am Magdish. I am dedicating this piece of love that was in my heart to my son, to you, Akkadish Baruch. This is the story that I heard from the Chaim Kapp. Now, <coughs> the story in itself is a beautiful story. But, as I had mentioned, when I heard the story from Adil Gadol, I heard the story several times in different Eschoyas. I would like to try to analyze a very special deal of this, this Meredek Amaisa. The Chavetz Chaim got up and said over a story and tried to apply himself to the story. But there's a very noticeable difference between the story that he related to his own application. Now I think we might say that the Chavetz Chaim, I think we, it's mutter for us to say, was generations later, after this Tzadikis. I think it's mutter for us to say that this Tzadikis that he related, the time of Rishonim, that he didn't feel himself on this that caliber. And there's a Muradik Adiyuk between the story that he told and the way he related himself to the story. He told a story of a, of, of a tzaddikis, of a woman, who said, When my child was living, there was a corner of my heart with love for my child. And my love to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, was divided. It wasn't complete. Now, when this tragedy came about, my heart is complete with love to Hashem. And the, the, the mashmayis was, Automatically. When my child was living, there was a room in my heart for him. And now when he left the world, automatically my heart just became full of love to Hashem. The Chobetz Chaim himself, again, I don't, this I have no Kabbalah on, but I think the Chobetz Chaim did not feel that he is able to measure this greatness. And he said something very wonderful. He couldn't say, the love of my heart to my child is now for you. But what he did say was, I am Magdishit. I dedicate it to you. Now, let me explain what I mean to say. There is a loch in the Torah of sacrifices of Karbonis. Now, what do we do if we want to bring a carbon? So, we know that there's a halacha of kol chelev la Hashem. Kol chelev la Hashem. The best is for Hashem. Now, there's a parsha in the Torah called Hegdish. Hegdish means that you go into your, you go into the barn, and you pick out a cow, you pick out a sheep, you pick out a dove, and you say, Harezu Kodesh. This should become Kodesh la Hashem. And according to Halacha, this becomes Hashem's property. Now, why does the Torah tell us this sequence? Why can't the Torah say, take a behemoth, bring it to the base of Mikdash, and, and bring it to Hashem? But there's a, there's a wonderful idea in a simple way of understanding, and I will soon try to explain a much deeper way of understanding. 
course, let us say the story. Let's say someone made a big, a good business deal. And he appreciates, he made a lot of money. Let's say it's the end of the season. He brought in a wonderful crop. And he brought he, a lot of money. He made a big sale. And normal people don't keep cash. And he went out and he bought animals. Because animals also multiply. And he comes back and he says, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. And he realizes that it's Makodesh Baruch Hu. And he realizes that this Akkar is Hatoif. And let us not discuss now what is the insight of the union of Korban. But Korban is an expression, just like when someone gives a flower to someone, you appreciate it's an expression of, 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 of love. A Korban is a blood expression. It's an expression of love through sp- sp- spilling of blood. It's the greatest epitome of expression of Avatar Kodesh Baruch Hu. Let us not dis- discuss it at this moment. Baruch Hashem, I have Parnassah for the year, and he walks into the barn, and he realizes, he realizes that Hashem, excuse the expression, deserves the best and the most beautiful. So what does he do? He calls a mumche, maybe himself is the, is the expert, and he seeks out the best and the most beautiful and the choiciest and the most expensive. And he says, Harei Zul Hashem. This is Farkadosh Baruch What happens is, time goes by. Let's continue the story in imagination. Time goes by, and he's going to the base of Mignish, it'll be three months. And the things change. First of all, there's a famous story of the vision said ever. He said the vision said Rebbe once had one of his chassidim once made a big sale, made a lot of money. He called him up on the phone. Zalshon came in. Said Rebbe, Zalshon came in. Come, I need, I need you. And he walks into the Rebbe. Says the Rebbe says, I need money for the stock. So he gives him a big nesina. So he says, Rebbe, why'd you call me today? What's the plan today? What'll it be if I come tomorrow? So he says, today, it's Rebach. Tomorrow, it's Karen. Today, it's profit. Tomorrow, it's capital. Beautiful word. In three months from now, the Revach becomes capital. And you start paying bills. And imagine, he has to go to Yerushalayim. And he has to go to Yerushalayim. And he has to bring along one of his animals as a, a Korban Hashem. This animal, this is, this is very expensive. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And who says, who says, I'm a chuyiv, and are you allowed? And a million chashbonos would come into his mind. But, it's too late. When you were excited, you said, it's Kaddish, it belongs to Hashem, and no backs. Now the Chavetz Chaim realized that if he is going with his kachis, to fill his heart with Avas Hashem. Now he's excited. It was a, it was a, a terribly emotional moment. A levaya of a, of, a, of a son who was who was so great. And when when great people become emotional, the, the heart starts plotting with the Vedas Hashem. And if, if at this moment my heart will be filled, filled with Avas Hashem, what will be tomorrow? What will be there for tomorrow? So he and his genius and his sitkis, he said, Not am I telling you that my heart is filled with the Vedas Hashem, but I am Magdish. I am making it Kaddish, and now it belongs to you. Tomorrow, if I want to hold by this Madrege, I have no prayer. I have no prayer. I'll have to work on myself, I don't have to fast, I don't have to pray, I don't have to go to get brachas from Rebbe's. It belongs to you, it's too late. This was a genius insight, if I could express that way. From the Helga Chavetz Chaim in Avodas Hashem. Now, Rabbi Sai, I want to introduce that this is a very practical idea in many problems that we have in life, and a lot of things can be solved with this wonderful idea. I'm going to bring several examples. For instance, we find in the Indian of Tfil. And we find in the union of Torah, we find an union of Kvius. Kvius means 
Is anyone who doesn't know what Tzviyus is, I'm going to use this word several times. If anyone who doesn't know the Sharia stone sitting next to me, my English isn't good enough. We find the Indian called Hakriveya Mokom Nitfilosai Elokeya Avram Ezra. Rabbi Sai, those of you who heard this Chazal won't be able to appreciate its, its, how explosive this Chazal is because everything we hear several times it, it, it loses its, its, its excitement. But those who heard this Chazal for the first time, if you will dedicate a place to Davin, the God from Avram, He will be with your help. When you're in trouble, He'll be there. When He dies, they will say after Him, Woe is to this Chosid, woe is to this Onov, a student, a disciple of Avram Avinu. Now this is, this is, this is so, what did this gentleman do to deserve this Madrigan? Because he came to Shul and he set up a place, this is my place. What is the greatness of Kiveya Mokam Litfilasai? What greatness lies in Kiveya Mokam Litfilasai? That he deserves to get help from Hashem of Avram, which is Midas HaChesed, and the Ramah says chesed means endless abundance. That's what chesed means. And he's called a chesed and an anav and tamirish lavrav. What did he do? Sachakor. He bought a place in the shul. They used to call makar tashtot. Cost him 200 bucks. He could afford it. Let's say he could afford it. I don't know if he could afford it. But let's say he could afford it. That's why he deserves to care around the Ezra. The same is true with Rabbi Yisrael with Torah. We find a special madrega of Torah, Kaveya Itema Torah. Kaveya Itema Torah. Maybe from the men's side, I would like to tell you a little story in parenthesis. Not a story, but a tzavah, which one of the G'dayli Yerushalayim wrote to, to his children. He wrote to his children, to his grandchildren, a tzavah, who they were all, Kail Yungalite, Yeshiva Bachrim, and he wrote them as follows. He writes, Bonai v'nechodai, my children, my grandchildren. We must chazek in the Indian of Kivias itim la to dedicate moments for Torah. And if you tell me, Kivias itim la we sit in the cool, we learn. So he says, Be'ein I saw with my own eyes. At the time when there was a locust in Yerushalayim, and they laid eggs all over the fields, and the Turkish government forced everybody Everybody, regardless of who he is, to go out and to burn the eggs, so it shouldn't be a destruction in the future. And everyone worked eight, ten hours, avoidus perach, and they came back from the work. I saw with my own eyes all the bnei Torah, all the rech and kodesh went home to sleep. All the balabat went to shul to learn the daf Even bnei Torah have to have kviyas itim Torah. There is a special union of kviyas itim Torah, dedicate times for Torah. Now what is the mind of Kviyasit in the But Chazal tell us, Elokei Avraham Be'ezrei. What was the goddess of Avraham Avinu? The Torah describes Avraham Avinu as Nedivei Amim Ne'esofu. Avraham Avinu was called a Nodiv. He was the first donator. Why was he called the first donator? Because he was Rishon Negerim. He was the first Ger. Now what did he donate? What did he donate? I think we all know what he donated. He donated himself. That's what a gear is. He donated himself to HaKadosh Baruch But what does Geris mean? Geris means as follows. When someone is excited about Vedas Hashem, many of us are excited about Vedas Hashem. We have a lot of wonderful moments. Take a guy who is excited about Vedas Hashem. Avraham Avinu realized that HaKadosh Baruch is Echad, and he realized Torah, and he realized everything. And he was able to do all the mitzvahs before they were given. Avraham Avinu was able to do all the mitzvahs. You know what he did? He did something very interesting. He was Megayim. In other words, he made himself for a ger. What's the difference between a ger and not a ger? The difference between a ger and not a ger is like as follows. Someone who's not a ger, who puts on tefillin, and by the way, if it interests anybody, the Ram says 
that a guy can make all the mitzvahs and he'll get schar. It's a very interesting Ram. Look it up in Hilchus Malachim. Ram says a guy that wants to do all the mitzvahs, they want to get schar. A guy can have mezuzah. A guy can have sukkah besides two mitzvahs. Shabbos? No. Shabbos is the color of Am Yisrael. It's the bride. We can't take someone else's bride. And Torah. Torah is also color. But besides that, the guy can sit in the sukkah and have schar. Lula the esek and have schar. The difference is, when Avinu would, would have taken the Lulav and Esrik, then he would do a mitzvah for Hashem. He's giving Hashem from his own. The moment he was Megayer, he gave himself away to Hashem. Sorry, you belong to Hashem. You're an Evet. You're not sacrificing anything anymore. You're not giving anything. It's his. He gave himself to Hashem. Nedivi al he gave himself away to Hashem. And this greatness of giving yourself away to Hashem, later, everything will follow. Because then you have no more ups and downs. That's it. I belong to Hashem. Harezu oila, harezu chatos. This belongs to Hashem. So Chazal tell us, Kviyas itim If you want to have the epitome, the beauty of Torah, be convey yourself to Torah. And the same is true in Tefillin. Now let me try to explain this, put this into simple words. And I both say, I started off by saying, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to be emotional today. I'm not going to tell you Musr. I'm going to tell you several beautiful ideas. Eitz Islamais. And this is the first one. And I'm speaking Be'ikir to the men's side. And the woman's side could use it also. <coughs> A moment about Torah. Many of us, first Eitz, Eitz number one. Many of us, Love to learn Torah. Many of us want to learn Torah. We all learn Torah. We all learn Torah. How do we learn Torah? We come home after a hard day's work. If you have a shear, when you're a lucky guy, you convey to the Torah. If you don't have a shear, let's say it's Ben Azmanim. Let's say you're in Florida. Let's say you're on vacation. You don't have a shear. I felt like myself. When I come home, I don't have a shir. Because one night I sleep in the yeshiva, and, one night, and, and, and most of the week I'm home. Whatever the case might be, I come home, and it's 10 o'clock, and you can't go to sleep at 10 o'clock. So you got to learn Torah. So you go to the bookcase, you take out a Gemara this big, Baruch Hashem, we, we love to learn Gemara. So I want to describe you how it looks. Don't listen. You start learning. How, how, long, how long am I going to learn? As long as I can. I'm not going to go to sleep as long as I can. If I can, we said it by yesterday about Abzishan, about Rav Shmoke, he fell. As long as I can learn, I'm going to learn. Start learning. After three, four minutes, your eyes start burning. The cup taped on Schwindlin. On the Kenshinist. Tough. The Kenshinist, we got to learn. So you take the Gemara, you go to the sofa, Chasashon, I can't sleep. You take the Gemara, you go to the sofa, you lie back and you start learning and... The end of the story is the next morning, you get up for davening. It's a story of Chazen Sechet Be'yedenacht. Some learn 15 minutes, some learn an hour. And if there are people who don't, who don't, who don't live this story, I ask, Mechila, I'm not talking to you. I want to tell you a beautiful Eitz Rebbe. If you sit down to learn, if you sit down to learn, decide beforehand, and again, I'm, I'm going to be very explicit. Don't chas for and make a nether anything has a shachas to a nether. A nether is also a pitayrit. But make a decision, bleed nether, many times bleed nether. I'm going to learn an hour and a quarter. Don't overdo it. But be kveya itim. Make a kvias. Once you make a kvias, realize that this this hour you gave to Hashem. This belongs to HaKadosh Baruch. This became a oila, this became a sacrifice, this belongs to Hashem. Your eyes start burning. You say to yourself, excuse me the expression, what will happen to me? Everybody say, please excuse my expression, I'll die? I'll die. The worst that could happen is I'll die. Man. This I should die, Kiddush Hashem. No one died yet. But if you make a quiz and you dedicate this hour to Hashem, this belongs to Hashem, then this hour 
has two minus. First of all, chances are you learn this out. Because things change. You started with Cheshik, and all of a sudden your wife started, you called you. You started with Cheshik, and the baby started crying. And the baby started crying, you got to give a bottle of hair, and he started writing. The kid said, the hour goes this fast, sitting. But if you dedicate to Hashem, Baruch, an hour this belongs to him, and now it belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mesiris Nefesh. Nedive Am Nesof. This is a wonderful answer. Chazal tell us, Rabbi Sai, I think I, I'm trying to exp, ex, express myself as clearly as possible. You should know. If you have an hour to learn Torah, and women, if you have a sheer Torah, I'm not saying lahalacha, but in essence, in hashkafe and understanding, this belongs to Hashem. This is a carbon. This is you are menadavit. This belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Don't steal from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's His. And the same is true with davening. If someone davens with a kvils, and he realized that this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chilek, Avram was the first donator. He was the first one who donated himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was the first one who brought a sacrifice to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You do the same thing because you because you gave Hakadosh Baruch Hu what belongs to him. The depth of this idea is because what belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is his, and once it's his, it has a special siyata d'shmaya. If this hour belongs to me, and you realize that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's hour, then you have a siyata d'shmaya to learn. And to understand, it belongs to Hashem. Avraham Avinu was Megayer, became a different person. Now, I'd like to continue this discussion on something more delicate. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help me, I should try to bring out the point which I feel. Not always can you bring it out with words. In Torah and in Tfilet, I think it was a good idea that I told you, and I think whoever utilizes it will have a lot of tailors. Let us talk about a different subject. Much, much of the discussion of these three days was discussion around problems. Let us call it heartache. It's a harsh word. Many of us experience heartache. All different kinds of heartaches. Sometimes it's problems of parnosity. Sometimes it's problems of things we're yearning for our shleimus. By some it's a problem of children, by some it's a problem of a shidduch, by some it's a problem of health. And many of us, maybe most of us, have problems. And problems is heartache. Now heartache, mitzad echad, is something very precious. I'd like to, at the end, last word, try to discuss in a very practical manner how to utilize these diamonds to its utmost. There's a famous story. I always tell the story that Barber was a little boy. Barber was a Kadesh alien. But sometimes the story of a little boy can, can magnify what, what happened later. How he became the Barber. I don't know. I'm very impressed with the story. He was a little boy. And he was... He was and his father gave him a patch. He started crying. Again, like a little boy. He got a patch, he cried. And when he was crying, he takes a sit and starts gathering milk. So his father said, What are you gathering milk at right now? He said, I'm crying anyways. I might as well gather milk. Beautiful insight. <laughs> tears are diamonds. Tears is, tears is, is worth. Chazal tell us, Tears is, is, tears is, there's, there's nothing that comes to tears. I always say this, that when, when the men are sitting in shul, Standing with Kedusha of attire on Yom Kippur a whole 24 hours and bringing up Tfilis to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the wife is at home like a temple. Excuse the expression. She's busy and she, she, she can't go to shul, whatever the case might be. But uh, she takes the sitter and, and once in a while a tear comes out. And if it doesn't come out, the wet tear, it's a dry tear, but, but she knows how to cry. 
So what happens is, according to Chazal, that his tefillahs, all of our tefillahs, our ne'ilahs, our Shema Yisrael, our excitement, that we Baruch Hashem get excited Yom Kippur. Sometimes it comes up and it finds closed gates. And that Yidin over there, she gives a tear and it's rice duch aladok, this is Chazal, this is not our words. Tears is precious, precious. Kol hasha'orim ninelochutz mishari oyno. Oy, how precious a heartache is. A heartache, there's nothing, there's, there's no mechita that I can't break through. And many of the discussions of these three days were to describe how to utilize and how to cope with a heartache. I would like to try to discuss a little more practical, not more practical, but maybe a little practical point in the corner of how to utilize a heartache. Now, I'd like to analyze for a moment. Why do we ache? Let's talk for a moment. A motion, for instance. Someone would go out in a car, and Achmon is not a car accident. Let's talk about an Arab. Alright? He had a car accident, and Hashem Yishmerenu, he lost an eye. Terrible tragedy. It's a broken of a thousand shtick. So someone, I put tells him, comes once with Benachim, he says, he talks philosophy, he says, look, if everybody would only have one eye, would you be broken up? No. So imagine everyone has one eye. Why you say broken? It's a good sphere. Anybody can contradict the sphere. It's a good sphere, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't heal your heartache. What's the terrors? You go to someone who doesn't have panos. So you say, look, a bread toasted. Yes, I have enough to buy bread. Imagine there wouldn't be such a thing, only bread. You can live, you can sustain. So you know what? You put into your mind that the whole creation is only has bread. Well, it's a good philosophy, but it doesn't work. Let us analyze why doesn't it work. The truth is, Rabbi Sai, no human being ever has a heartache on something that he's missing. Let me, let me explain this for a moment. What bothers a person is not that he wants something, but that something was taken away from him. Now, I will try to explain this. There is such a thing in our world as called envy, kina. Kina is a natural trait of all human beings. Of course, kina has a trait in a kina, and kina has a kosher kina. We know but we know that our, our great mother Rachel was jealous and this jealousy brought us Yosef HaTzadik this jealousy brought us there is such a thing called as kinna jealousy now why is a person jealous? because the neighbor has now I want to tell you no one is ever jealous because something the neighbor has I will try to elaborate on this point, and it's a very important point, even though it's not so much relevant to my subject. I'd like to try to elaborate for a moment to explain this in you. The Gemara says, If you want to learn Torah from a clean mind, you have to first get married, and then learn Torah. In other words, if you don't have a wife, then chances are you'll be full of machshavis, you, you, you won't have a clear mind. Your mind will be full of hiruri, all kinds of thoughts. But if you have a wife, you can learn Torah Matech Torah. Now, I was always, when I was a, when I was a, a child, not a child, I was a bocher, I, I learned this chazal, and used to bother me. What's going to accomplish that I have a wife? But she won't be the most beautiful anyways. I'll still have machshavas for something better. And the truth is a terrible mistake. If you have your chalik, if you have yours, you'll never be jealous of something better. There's no such thing. Do you know when you're jealous? When you're missing. What I'm deserving, I don't have. When the Jewish people stood on Har Sinai, they were... Now I'm going to ask you a, an explosive question. How could they love each other? When it says in the Kadmainim that they, all, they, they weren't in a circle around Har Sinai, there were circles and circles and circles and everyone stood in a different place. Now how could I love you? And how could I enjoy Har Sinai when I'm standing here and you're standing in front of me 
and your hasadr and your greatness is way above me and I see with my eyes. The answer is, no person was jealous of his friend when he had his completeness. Do you know what I'm jealous of you? When I'm missing, I'm missing. I'm an Amaris, I should be a Tamad Hocham and I'm missing what I have. I'm jealous of, your, of, what, of, of what I'm missing. But if I'm complete, I'll never be jealous. Now this is a Gvaldaki Yasayt. Jealousy and heartache is because you're missing. Now let me explain to this, come back to our subject. If someone is missing an eye, Rahman Rutslan, and he has a heartache, he's not jealous because they all have two eyes. He's jealous because I also deserve to have two eyes. If I'm missing Panosa, I'm not jealous because he's rich. If I would have my chalik, I would never be jealous. But I'm also deserving. Why am I deserving? Why am I deserving? I'm a Tzalem Elohim. I'm a child of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu's kindness is that we all should have shleimus, we should have completeness. And actually I am missing. In other words, there is something which is deserving of me. Deserving to me. Something which is really my possession. In other words, in different language, Rahman Ustan, if someone's born with one eye, he'll have a, a heartache because it's the same as he had two eyes that took it away from him. What we ache about is something which we are deserving and we are taken away from us. That's what hurts us. If we're missing Panasa, because we deserve Panasa, not because of our mitzvahs, we deserve Panasa. Because Hashem gives everybody panaseh, Hashem gives everybody riches, He wants to give us riches, we ask Chaim Shalashavakavit, and as if someone stole it from me. Who stole it? I stole it myself. I ruined it. But I miss it. But this is, I, I elaborated, let's come back to the subject. This is the Hagdorah, this is the Uptaich, this is the meaning of Harik. Something which is deserving to me, something which is really my possession that I'm te- it was taken away from me. Now I'd like to make this suggestion. A person can make a lot of beautiful decisions. Realize we talking, realize I deserve it. A lot of beautiful decisions. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't help. But I would like to make a suggestion. The suggestion I make is as follows. A person sits back and says, I have a problem. I deserve, I feel I deserve this and this. Some say I deserve a lot of money. And it's true, he deserves it. If you want it, it's a sign you deserve it. Some say I deserve nachas in this form, nachas in this form, nachas in this form. It's true, I deserve it. I don't have it. It was taken away from me. Who took it away? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now I have to be mashlin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is right and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is correct. And it's not so easy. And I'm saying something very deep and I'm trying to open up as much as I can. Maybe it's something that I feel inside and maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. You know what you do? I'm not saying it's going to help you. But this might, this, this is something about the Gazakh. HaKadosh Baruch took it away from you. It's in His hands. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. As long as He holds it, I'm not. It belongs to you. I'm giving it as a sacrifice for Am Yisrael. I'm giving it as a karma for Am Yisrael. The beautiful words of Chazal, Yehemisasi Kapur Al Kol Yisrael. Why waste these ten thousand dollars that I'm missing? Why eat yourself up alive? You're not going to get it anyways. Be magdashit to the Jewish people. Give it to Hashem. Hashem, it's in your hands. It's not because you took it from me, but I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. And the Chabot Chaim said, the Chabot Chaim came to a Leviah. Tanya Ustav the Chabot Chaim came to a Leviah and he saw his most precious child. This child was, was also to be a, 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 some kind of replace of his father. He wrote Mishnah, brought together with his father. He was a genius and he was a beauty and he was everything. So the Chabot Chaim did, he did a genius act. He said, we took him away. I'm Magdashim. I give him to you. Instead of you taking it, I'm giving it. And what happens is, it turns into a carbon. It's Olerech Nechorech Hashem. And all the great properties of this heartache all of a sudden become utilized. 
It's a carbon Hashem. Why fight? Why fight? Why make this stupid tug of war? You're pulling here, Kodesh Baruch is pulling here. Don't you see he's stronger than you? Don't you see he's stronger than you? Little Seichel. Instead of fighting, say, it's yours, but not because you took it. Not because you took it. I'm giving it. And I'm asking you that this Tsar, this Agmas Nefesh, this, this heartache that I have, this should be, this should be utilized by you. This should open Shari Shemayim. This should bring Bracha and Atzlacha and Nachas and everything I'm missing for all the Jewish people. Give it away. Give him what's his. If he took it, he knows why he took it. Don't fight with him. In many cases, this heartache will go up and will bring a shower of what you're missing. And we always know when the shower comes down, you're the closest. You're the one who's going to get it first. That's besides the fact. That's besides the fact. Give him. It belongs to him. Make a carbon out of it. I will ask Mechila from the men's side if I can repeat to the side of the Mechitza a Chazal that I had mentioned on Friday when there were split classes. I elaborated a Chazal. Rabbi Taba said we have to be nice and nice to him. So allow me to repeat this Chazal. Anyways, Terry could hear a million times. I mentioned a beautiful words of Chazal. And I'll say it over even though they had heard it already. Chazal tell us it's a story in Navi. Achav Melech Yisrael went out to Mulchama. And the Navi told him, in a year from now, you go out again to, with Aram and you win the war, but you should know what to do with it. The Melech Aram was a ruthless king. He did terrible Chorbanus to Yisrael. He killed the Jewish people. He, he, the Torah describes the, 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 the ruthlessness he used. You should go and destroy him. And Achav went out to destroy the king. And the king of Aram knew what kind of schary he had. Achav was a Russian. And he went in hiding. And then they sent a messenger and said, the king of Aram said, please help me. And Achav said, oh, oh all right, I'm Michael him. And he brought it back to, to he put it, brought him up in his chariot. And I called his Baruch sent the Navi. It was a terrible affair of Achav. He should have killed the Melech Aram. And I called his Baruch sent the Navi. And the Navi starts by such a story. He meets a person, he says, Hashem said, hit me. Smite me, hit me. So why should I hit you? And there's a halacha in the Torah, that if a Navi tells you something, B'Shem Hashem, even though to do an Avera, it was not a very desire, you must to listen, and if you don't listen, you hide me. And the Navi said, yeah, that you didn't want to listen, then HaKadosh Baruch will punish you, and alive him and kill him. By the way, this was a marshal that this the first marshal that he had time is to Achav. When Hashem says to hit, he's supposed to hit. And it continued the second person, it says, Hakei no Hashem. Hashem said to hit me. And he gave him He hit him and he brought out blood. Petsa, Petsa means brought out blood. He was a Mahmud, the Nabi said to hit, he was a Mahmud Sheikh Hazanish at the And he had a captain, on a wrong captain. And he says, if you watch over him, you'll get a secret person. And if not, you'll, you'll die, I'll kill you. And all of a sudden, I looked around and he ran away. So the king said, sorry, you said, you deserve the punishment. They took off his disguise. And he, the Malach said he was in Ovi, and he says, Yan shalachta ish cherem miyodi. Your nefesh will be in the place of his nefesh, and your am will be in the place of his am. In other words, there was a gzera on Achav and of all the Jewish people to be destroyed. The Navi describes further. They went out to Muhammad and the king of Aram said, don't fight with anybody, that's for the king. And the king heard that, he went to the The scars, Chazal say, and someone took a, a bow and arrow and, and pulled a, a bow and it killed the king. The Yavr, Harina, the Machna, everyone started singing because Achav was in Russia. And they said, everyone go home and not a hair's breath fell from any Jew. Only Achav was killed. And Chazal asked the question. The Novi had explicitly said 
that you will fight the war and all of your people will be killed. It didn't happen. Achav was killed. Achav was killed and all the Jewish people went home. What happened to the Xerah? And Chazal said these beautiful words. Two drops of blood. That went out from this tzaddik. Forgave and all of Israel. These are the words of Chazal. In other words, when that Yid met Shir Adonish, and when he inflicted on Achav Ptsoyim, this drop of blood was Mechapar and all Yisrael. And this is very important for us to know in our generation. Now I'd like to add an insight to Boisai. Let's describe the story over again. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Xerah that all the Jewish people, Hashem Yishmerenu, should be killed in the war. And here we have a tzaddik that is going to sacrifice himself. And we, have, we need that he should bleed. He should bleed for the Jewish people. So I have a question. Why did Hashem send the Navi to someone said, Hashem says, hit me. Hashem could have done it simpler, much simpler. Hashem could have had the Navi walk along and there's a little hole and he fell and he scraped his ass and he became bloody. What did Hashem say? Hit me. The Navi says, hit me. And the first one didn't want to hit him and he, he, was, he was punished. And the second one, you want to bring out blood from the Navi? You want to bring your serum on the Navi? Very simple. Let him chip and fall and stub his toe. No problem. The answer is, everybody say, if, I, if I'm allowed to say such words, if the Navi would have hit with fall, fall and become bloody, this blood would not be Mechapel Ko Yisrael. Because who says this blood belongs to Akadosh Baruch? He fell. And he's in pain. What the Navi did was, he went out to, to, to bleed. And he went to someone and says, Hashem says, hit me. And he knew that, he, that this blood would be Mechapel Ko Yisrael. He brought a carbon. He was magdish the blood. And he went out. He went out to bring about this, this situation. A situation that happens isn't always Mechabra Ko Yisrael. But a situation that you dedicate, you put your mind to, this situation will be Mechabra Ko Yisrael. Now sometimes we dedicate it beforehand, and that's not for us to do right by side. But we can dedicate it afterwards. We can dedicate it afterwards. When we come about, we find ourselves bleeding. Now bleeding, the boy said again, as we said, two drops of blood can be mechapra kol Yisrael. And I personally believe, I personally believe, what keeps us going today? It's a pill if anyone thinks about it. What keeps us going today? Yesterday happened to be, I, last night I went to New York. I mean, I'm saying something which, which is my own, my own feeling. For you people, it's probably, it's, it's, you see it every day. I don't live here. I live in Israel. I live in Israel. Yesterday I happened to be, to be in my sister's house. I opened up a Jewish press. I opened up a Jewish press. I shouldn't open a Jewish press, but I opened the Jewish press. And I saw an advertisement of a hotel in Miami. For Cholamay Pesach. Glad kosher cuisine. Melachiks and fleshiks. Everything kosher, kosher. And then featuring Leil Cholamayt, two singers. One from Second Avenue. What kind of sharpness? What kind of killian? Excuse me. How disgusting can we become? You want to bring two singers from Second Avenue, from the movies? Bring them to, 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 to Miami Beach and bring all the Eden there. But don't serve black kosher. Serve trafe. Serve trafe. Black kosher. Everything kosher, beheksher, all the heksher, heksher, heksher. But two singers from Second Avenue. What keeps us going in this country? And what keeps us going in Israel? What keeps us going? Some little Jew someplace that spills a drop of blood. Sometimes it's at home. An argument between husband and wife. And sometimes to keep quiet is a drop of blood. It's a drop of blood. We know. We know it's a drop of blood. So 
time is to learn Torah when you're tired. It's a drop of blood. Maybe it's a revista. We heard from a spinner on Erev Shabbos, El Yoyni Lamata Betachtoyim Lamalu. The day will come when the, the great Cheshim will come in front of us and they're going to show us some women, woman in her home that, she, that she, she, she burnt the food and then she made a phone call and the Shvigas said, in other words, the Shvigas Chingrat thanked them and she kept quiet. Whatever the case might be, some woman who kept quiet, who kept the mouth closed and spilled a drop of blood, people call Yisrael. This is the Jew that, 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 that keeps us alive. We don't know. Chazal tell us that, that these, these, these heartaches, this is what keeps us going. How many heartaches have we said? Do we go through everything? Some of us less, some of us so much. Some of us so much. So much of it is just spilled out, just spilled on the floor. Spilled into the sand. Our boy said, this is scherit. We're in, a te- we're, in a, we're in a generation, we don't know what will be tomorrow. Let us give away these, let us, with our own understanding and our knowledge, the day will come when you will hear my, heal my heart. As long as more, what I wish for is in your hands, as long as it's in your hands, I am giving it to you. It's yours. And I beg of you, that, that, that this should be Chabra Koy Yisrael. Be magdish. Utilize it. Ten loy mishaloy. Give him what, what, what is deserving, what belongs to him. Utilize in, 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 in a mafurashe, realistic way between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu That's called Mekabah Yisurim Ba'av. Now let us continue, and I, I'm going to try to conclude with the wonderful ideas that the Israel gave us. You should know, Rabbi, so this idea that I mentioned now, I think it we can interpret the first realm in Hilchus issues. When Akkadish Baruch created the world, there was such a thing as issues. Issues. The 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 is between a man and his wife. Now the Ram Menachasisha says like this: Before Martin Torah, and this is halacha the by a goy. How does a goy get married? Now marriage by a goy, Rabbi side is not a joke, because a goy that takes his, his a different goy's wife, he's chayiv misa. He gets death penalty according to the Torah. He's chayiv misa. There is such a thing as a marriage contract by, by goy. And the Rama says as follows. When a guy takes a woman into his house and decide to be man and wife, they are man and wife. And how does he divorce her? He throws her out. That's the Rama says. That's the halach. Until Martin Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Klai Yisrael a Kiddush called Kiddushin. Kiddushin means that you can, you're koina isha. When you want to get married, you can't just bring them to your house. You have to make Sarayat Mukudeshes. Now when you say Sarayat Mukudeshes, did she become your wife? Do you have an issues contact? No. You have to have a chuppah. The chuppah makes her that she is your wife. But before you want to live with her, you have to first be kind of her. And once you're kind of her, you can't throw her out. You have to have a get. There's a Kenyan, and you're stuck with her. Could you imagine what would be today if we'd be like Goyim? Just throw her out? <laughs> Things would be different. Wouldn't be better. I, I don't want to talk about it. But it wouldn't be better. So Hakadosh Baruch gave us such a thing called a Kenyan, and the same true, same is true. Hakadosh Baruch did with us like that. The Torah was a Kenyan. Hakadosh Baruch was kind to us. And excuse the expression, Rabbi Sai. I don't mean to say it, but it's true. Hakadosh Baruch stuck with us because no one's going to give him a get. And it's not my expression. tells the Jewish people. Which safer crisis did I give did I give did I give you? If he would not have been he would have thrown us out for long. But he found us 
we came out of a triumph and at that day, at that moment we were so beautiful we said Nasa Vanishma HaKadosh Baruch says alright let's get married and what happened 40 days later we made the eagle sorry Rabbi Shlomo too late we married this is your wife it's your wife and it's your Kenyan and we became Konot HaKadosh Baruch and the same is true vice versa the Shidduch was a double Shidduch Yishakadim and the Shikos Piyot it was a double shidduch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's no such thing as throwing HaKadosh Baruch away. But this is again a Yisoyed. Now, let us discuss this Yisoyed further. Now I'm trying to, again, try to analyze some of the beautiful things we heard at last moment. We had heard, try to make a 40 day spiritual diet. Now this is beautiful and this is a beautiful idea. But I'd like to take the same idea and just change it a little bit. Just change it a little bit. Every Kedusha Rabbi Sai had to have a Hegish, had to have a dedication. The Beis Hamikdash was Nigdash through Shleim HaMelech. I'd like to tell you very simply, Rabbi Sai. When we got married and they were saying Sheva Brochus, at least when I got married, I don't know how, how, how the dresses go over here. I must have heard maybe 17 times. Every Sheriff Rechus had a whole bunch of speakers. I don't think there was one speaker who did not describe the Jewish home as the Beis HaMikdash and the Beis HaMikdash and the Beis HaMikdash and the Beis HaMikdash. And Rabbi Sai, every one of those speakers said the truth because it's Torah and it's Chazam. But you know when the home becomes a Beis HaMikdash? The home becomes a Beis HaMikdash when you're Magdashit. I once had said this as a drusher. I want to tell you a little episode about my own, my, my own feeling. We built a shul in Al-Fakim. We built a shul in Al-Fakim. Beautiful shul. You can come and see it. How much a beautiful shul. Ashkenaz on one side, Spider on the other side. Beautiful shul. Decorated. We took a professional artist. And the first Shabbos that we davened was Chalamay Pesach. That was the first Shabbos we davened. It was Yom Tev Pesach. Not Chalamay. Yom Tev Pesach. It was Pesach. It was finished in Pesach. And I... I have the, the, the cover, they call me, some people call me the Rav over there, officially, unofficially, I'm, I'm nothing but, they call me the Rav over there, and that Pesach I wasn't there. I wasn't there, I was in, I was in B'nai B'nai for Pesach. I called up the Rosh Hashiva. I can tell you his name, Yankee from the Zangas on Tizar Rosh Hashiva and Ophakim. And I said as follows, Rosh Hashiva. I'm sure that the first night of Pesach, they will give you the cover to say the first Drusha. I ask you to do me a favor. Do me a favor. When you say the drasha, the new shul, the first day you come into the shul, by Shlomo HaMelech it says like this, when they built the Beis HaMikdash, it says that, HaKadosh Baruch was Mashra, Shechina said the Seichoi, and Shlomo HaMelech, after the first words he said, Ozom HaShlomo HaShem Oman Yishkan Barofel, let's not discuss why is this the first words, and then he said these words, Bonoi Bonisi Beis Zvul Loch Machon Neshivtecho Oilam, these are the words he said, I built a house, a dwelling for you. A place where you should dwell forever. These are the first words. In other words, I don't know how to, how to put it in simple language, he invited HaKadosh Baruch to the Beis HaMikdash. Because if he would have built the Beis HaMikdash, he would have built the Beis HaMikdash, and not invited HaKadosh Baruch every Kedusha needs HaKon. HaKadosh Baruch would not have came. Even though it was built for him. It was the exact, perfect bias for Kodesh Baruch It was a bias specified to him, but he didn't invite Kodesh Baruch And I asked Rosh Hashiva, I said, Rosh Hashiva, I ask you a favor. When you say the drasha, what are some of the words of your drasha should be? This bias we built for you. And we're inviting you to this, to be, to be mashrish chinascha b'sayichat 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 And this eighth Rabbi Sai, I tell this to couples before they get married. I said, when you're in the Yichud Zimmer, and it's appropriate to talk to, 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 to your Kala, a few words of, of your Shemayim, decide that your house should be a vice of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And now you have a partner. Invite a Kodesh Baruch Hu explicitly to your house. And by the way, don't forget to invite him to the house. Because if you don't invite him, he won't come.
This is one of the essential fundamentals of Torah. That HaKadosh Baruch has to be invited <coughs> and Kedusha needs Yidu. And I think that the depth of, what, of the idea they introduced was as follows. Look, excuse the expression, but you can't invite a king to a Hanishtah. It's not an invitation. And here was a wonderful suggestion. We sat here three wonderful days. And one of the suggestions was to make a Shonari Shaina. I would like to add to this Shonari Shaina. If you want to take this idea, it's a beautiful idea, anyone who will utilize it. Take the idea also with what I tell Kafan. Shana Rishayna, they're getting married all over again. Every day we get married to Akadish Baruch. You're building a new home. We're all coming home after these three days with a gewalt in his chachas. Let's invite Akadish Baruch to our homes. But first we have to clean up. <laughs> we have to clean up. We cannot invite Akadish Baruch to a home where is lying in the corners. I don't, I don't know how to, how, to, how to, I don't want to, to express myself harshly, but, but, but th- these books, these magazines, and, and everything, this is not, this is not, it's not his cup of tea. I don't want to say more than that. I don't want to speak harshly because uh, it's not. But the wants a clean home, doesn't care how elaborate it is. doesn't matter. But a clean home. A clean home. Do you know why he wants a clean home? Because the home, the Jewish home, is a place of Yichud. And Yichud is a place where there is Yichud. And Yichud means only the, the infinite parties. And in this Yichud, there is a Kodesh Baruch Hu and the man and the woman and a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And the mushroom is, could you imagine a chosen kala and a chad the yichud and the Jonathan walking around over there? <laughs> Get out of here, what are you doing? Could you imagine in the Jewish home and you have the face, I don't want to mention the names of these, of these, these, these shmutzik actors or these writers. What, is, what are they doing in this base of yichud? And here was a suggestion. To clean your home, but to dedicate it to your home as new faculties brought. The power of dedication, the power of kvils, the power of hegdish. But but this is a musr, but, but the practical part of it is, and I want to tell you people, I want to talk very practically, if any of you decided, that Rebazil is talking to the Zach, he spoke three days of, of, of pearls, pearls, diamond spilling, and he says 40 days, well, I'll try it. After three, four days, you're going to get tired. But chas v'shom without a neder. But if you if you make a decision, but it should be a decision. Now these forty days, my home belongs to Hashem Yisbarach. And if I want to bring in a magazine, if I want to open the radio, I'm a ganav. I'm a ganav. I gave it to him. It's too late. Sorry. You have finished by then. Sorry. Too late. That's it. This is the way to utilize wonderful ideas. When you have an Osiris, make it a kvils. Call it kveya machum betfilos. Make it a kvils. Kvils is power. And kvils is makne. Makes a king to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And it belongs to him. And once it belongs to him, he'll help you. He'll have siyata dishmaya. Things will be much, much easier. This koyach of being magdish, I think it's a wonderful idea. Again, when we sit down to learn, let's be magdish for HaKadosh Baruch If we make up have a shir, and the same is true on both sides. There was a wonderful idea initiated over here. A wonderful idea. And I'd like to make the suggestion. Make a charvusa man and wine. Rabbi I don't think that any of us have idea of how wonderful this idea is. Unless, unless, unless we tried it. And I think that I'd like to say this, this message. If you go home tonight and you decide that Bezer Hashem, each one decides Bezer Hashem, tomorrow we'll decide what to learn and when to learn, etc., etc. 
Tomorrow it's too late. Forget it. Evaporate it. Right now. Before we get into the car, excuse the expression, is, I don't tell anything what to do. I'm just, I'm just giving you an insight. An insight and a good idea. If you won't use it for this, you'll use it for something else. A good idea. Catch it when it's hot. That's what they say in America. And it says, haste when it's hot, when you're excited. Make it a mitzvah. Make it a fact. Make it a fact. That's what a Kodesh Bokhu did. We said, Master Vinishma, he said, take the tire, you're mine. 40 days later, made the eagle. Huh? Sorry, Hashem. For yours? You're not excited anymore? Sorry. We are your arm, and this is the Nate Sachmit Sochim. This is forever and ever. Because we caught you in a wonderful moment. That's what a Kodesh Bokhu wants us to do. And the same is true, Rabbi Sai, I'm repeating what I said. Our experiences, and many of us have a lot of experiences, let's not waste these wonderful, wonderful presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. None of us bring this presence upon themselves. We're not allowed to bring it upon ourselves. But let's not make a tug of war. These experiences of Tsar, of Agnes Nefesh, and we have a lot of it. Some of us more, some of us less. Am Yisrael needs it. Am Yisrael needs it. We don't know who's buying for, for, for this heartache. We can never know. We can never know who's waiting for, the, for, for this to open up the Shari Shemayim. Let us give away for the Jewish people, for our families, for ourselves. The Mekabah, whatever we have from Hashem is Baruch, it's yours Hashem is Baruch. Give it to in his hand, Hashem is Baruch, utilize it to bring Baruchah of Hatzlach on the Jewish people. And a shower of Baruchahs will come and all of us will have a lot of Nachas and the Kodesh Baruch Hu should help us and we should be zeh to pray for the Mashiach.